This episode of the I Needed That Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and NeuroGum and Mints, buddy. I've been hearing for some friends, Chris. Everybody's on the NeuroGum and Mints kick. They dig it. <laughs> I know. You think it's as long as they just try it, we know they're going to like it. Yeah. So they're they're throwing a good party. <laughs> Wait, I don't think you can explain enough this little caffeine hack that you have, and the reason that I think it's such a neat thing for people to try. Yeah, well, we were just talking about it again this, this morning. morning. I know. And the, the, here's here's the best part about it is when you understand how your body is going to adapt to any kind of formula, any kind of caffeine and theanine, etc. Um, you, you always get that amazing feeling at first for the first few weeks, and then it starts to taper off a little bit. And that's just, it's funny because I, I kind of I have a rotation. Of between like coffee and an energy drink powder, and then as soon as you said, "Hey, hey, try one of these neuro mints," it was great because I got that pick me up, like like when I had a cup of coffee for the very first time. Well, throw down right now. We've got a link waiting for you inside the show notes to link to neuro gum and mints. Uh, also, let's have uh, just a quick discussion about BetterHelp because we're getting some great feedback on there too. You and I both experienced therapy. We both have done talk therapy. We've both done other modalities. Um, give me give me one of your biggest takeaways from talk therapy, man. It's something that you you use even to this day. Well, you know, the one thing having literally just spoken with my therapist a week and a half ago, going through my own things. Um, we have the answers inside, but we need that connection with someone else to help us find them. And that's, I've been doing therapy for seven plus years and every single therapist, they, they just know how to ask the right questions to help us find the answers inside of us. But the thing is I've, in 45 years of my life, I haven't been able to find it myself. It's always been in the interaction, the connection with another human who also kind of can understand it because they're, they're not in the, they're not in the forest, right? They're, they're not stuck in it. So they can step outside. They can see where my mind might be going, ask a couple questions and give me that aha moment. And it's, it has changed my life significantly. How about yourself? Well, it's the truth, man. I just think that's what it is. They ask you the questions so you can find the answers yourself. That's it. Because we all know we're never going to change anything about ourselves until we're ready to change. Bingo. And we're not going to ever be ready to change until we see it in ourselves. Oh. So, yeah, if you want to save 10% on your first month of BetterHelp, we've got a link uh, set up for you guys in the show notes. You can just head on over to uh, the I Needed That podcast, open up any one of our show notes and the links there at the bottom for both NeuroGum and Mints and BetterHelp. Should we do a podcast? Well, absolutely. Let's Let's go. go. I needed that. I'm down for that. I think that's cool. Well, Chris's podcast, I Needed That, co-hosted by Matthew Blades, is available on all streaming platforms, everybody. So this is actually where we get down into some really some tactical stuff. I like and and here we go. Solutions and strategies. That's what this is all about. Bro, we just hit 100,000. We made a hundred thousand dollars? No, no, a hundred thousand downloads. Again, we're talking with Rachel from season five of my show. And this is a where are they now episode. It it is. For those of you who don't know me, I walked away from my radio show with a year left on my contract. (laughs) Who's whistling right now? Well, look at us, man. Episode number 39 of the I Needed That Podcast. Hi, Chris Powell. 
What's up, Matthew Blades? How you doing, buddy? Man, it's a good day, right? Yes. Uh, you know, we're not going to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Today is what they in the football world call a two-a-day. Yes. It's a two-a-day workout for yep. us. Yep, we're, we're hammering away <laughs> for Labor Day, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, because we're going to be off. So what is the, what's today's day? Today's the 28th? Yes. So next Monday, yeah, we won't be here. No, we are here, but we have a guest that we're going to be taping. Yes. This is very confusing. Is anybody else confused? <laughs> I am now. I wasn't confused until about 30 seconds ago, but, so, and now I am, actually. Yeah, it's like trying to figure out the math of when the episodes are going to come out yes. is almost too daunting of a task, and dare we dare we ever try again. I know. I just, that's why I leave it to you. I know. And then I'm just dropping the ball over here. <laughs> You're doing great. No. So, yeah, it's a, in, in, in our world, right here, right now, Labor Day is a week away. Yes. And so you and I are going to have a discussion about some of the craziest jobs that we've ever had. You've got a deep dive today on putting a home gym on a budget. Yeah. <sighs> Name that tune. It's going to be a good one, we bro. we got some fun stuff to talk about. Yeah. I'm looking forward to digging into our old jobs. I have had some freaking wild gigs. So have I. Really? <laughs> yes, yes. I wish there was a way. I almost wish that there was a way that we could tape this in front of a live studio audience and then we could explain the gig and people would have to like show up a scorecard. Yes, yes. <laughs> like that is a nine on the worst jobs uh, in the world. I want to ask other people like what their craziest jobs were also because I'm sure there's, there's, some, there's some wild ones. Now, what does crazy mean? Gross? Dangerous, okay, perhaps. Dangerous. Could be gross, yes. Do you remember that, that show Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe? I do, I yeah. do. Yeah, okay. That was a fun one. So is that the lane? Is that the lens that we're, should we, we should approach this with? Because that's more in the lines of like, oh, that is so disgusting. Yeah, I, actually, I'm thinking more like just super interesting jobs also. Okay. Very, because I, I know you've done a lot of different things in your life. You've explored sure, a lot. So have you. Yes. I mean, yes. a chance to sit on a couch with Kelly Clarkson a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That's an interesting piece to your job. Yeah. I mean, I, I could totally call that work. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> right, was. For sure. <laughs> That's why you were there. Well, the ride that I've been on for about the last yeah 20 years or so has been pretty consistent in this lane. But leading up to that is when it was just all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's probably the same thing for me as it was for many of you, which was when I was in my late teens, early 20s, and you're going through like sorting out what you're going to do and what you're going to be. For me, one of the easiest things to latch on to was I worked on a, I grew up in this super blue collar town and there was all of these temporary agencies. You familiar with them? Yeah. So everybody was like, Oh, go, go just get the job at the temp agency. And then they'll just give, they'll send you to work every single day. Yeah. And so I ended up doing like 50 different jobs just while I worked with this temp agency. Really? So did you have an experience like that at all? No, no, okay. no temp ag agency or anything. It was just little things that I drifted into like what? here and there. Well, my very first job was in high school, actually. Well, I mean, first job, I was a lifeguard. I was like, okay. How old? I was 17. Uh -huh. Yeah. How about you? First job? First job at a donut shop, 14 years old. Wow. Yeah. I cleaned up the donut shop after the uh, bakers were done every Saturday and Sunday morning. Wow, that's amazing. It actually sucked. It was $3.50 <laughs> an hour. It was like all the free donuts and biscuits and whatever, biscuits and gravy I uh, could eat, which was amazing. Is that why you don't like donuts anymore? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still love donuts, okay. but I just don't let myself eat them. But the worst part about that job was I had to throw these super heavy bags of dough away mm. in the dumpsters. Yeah. And guess what loves doughy donuts? Goo. Rats. Bees. Oh. Rats. Mice. Yeah, just about everything. All these, <laughs> and they would swarm 
Oh man, the the garbage dumpsters. Oh, bro. And so you would get good at it, where you would sometimes triple and quadruple bag the thing because you had to stand five feet away and spin around a couple of times and <laughs> heave ho into the dumpster. Yeah, I can because there were so many bees. Yes, I didn't want to get stung. Oh man, I could picture that now. And every now and again. What do you think would happen? Oh, yeah, those bees are going to get you. The bag would break. Oh, no. And you'd be out there with a shovel and a dustpan. And it's a feeding frenzy. And it... Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, it's, it, was, it was awful. That's terrible. My one's a little bit better. Oh, well, yeah, I, but, I mean, they're all, they're all their own version of suck. So what was yours? For sure. Um, well, you know, it's really interesting. I actually did save a kid. Yeah, I was going to say, did you have to save anybody? Yeah. And it's the, 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 the thing is when you don't realize that drowning can be a very, like... It's not, um, it's not a chaotic thing where they're sitting there splashing all the time. It just gets quiet. Literally, that's exactly where it was. And it was a pool full of kids. And I was just, I'm, you sit there and you monitor everything that's happening underneath the surface, right? So I'm, I'm focused. And I look over and there's this little, I, there's, a, there's a kid underneath the water. He's looking up at me and his hands were extended above the water, but his, his head was under the water. And I could see him like literally looking up, like trying to, catch my attention and I immediately jumped because I'm, I'm up on one of those high chairs. You blow a whistle? Not even necessary. I, I didn't even bother. I was, I just jumped off this chair, ran over to the other side of the pool, grabbed my eyes. I didn't even have to jump in. I just was grabbed there a slow motion cam on you like in Baywatch of your pectorals bouncing up and down? Did that, was <laughs> yes, that part of the journey? That's exactly what it looked like. <laughs> yes. As I was carrying like that, that red floaty device. I know, right? Yes. And I and I, I let it hang off me as I dove into the oh, water. Beautiful. <laughs> Actually, I just ran over to the other side of the pool and grabbed him by both his hands and lifted his head above the water. And he <laughs> That's just it. vomited all this water. Oh, on. Yeah. What a scary incident, though. Great. And, and I got him, brought him up on my chair, and he just sat with me. And then, how old was he? Uh, he was probably probably five, four, wow. four or five years old, maybe four. What yeah. a cool thing to do for yeah, somebody. Yeah, it was wild. It didn't even dawn on me. Like, it didn't hit me till like later that day. And I was yeah. just like, oh my gosh, like imagine if I didn't see him, but I did my job. That's incredible. I was like, okay. So not no no one got hurt on my watch. So we're, we're good. Yeah. Well, Chris doesn't know this, but uh, we've actually invited that five-year-old boy to join us on the <laughs> podcast here today. He found the cure for cancer. <laughs> actually. That's amazing. Well, uh, okay, What's, back to crazy Jobs. What's another crazy job for you? Probably the grossest. Okay. Oh boy. Let's the go. most disgusting job I ever had was spraying the, I was a power sprayer and I only did this gig for eight hours total. Yeah. Four hours first day, four hours second day. And I was like, <laughs> this is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, I was the power washer inside those dumpsters. Oh, get out. The so dumpsters you, that you hate so much. <laughs> the, the, you, you know, everybody's throwing their trash in them, and every now and again, they got to get cleaned out. Yeah, and there's bees, right? And, and rats. I'm, and I'm talking about not the, just the, the big green dumpsters that flop over. I'm talking about those gigantic trash oh. compactors that they have at the back of grocery stores yes. and malls and stuff like, like that. Trailers. <laughs> it's exactly yeah. right. Yes. And so we had the power spray those things. And I mean, just oh, some of the man. smells, Chris. <sighs> I don't want to gross anybody out, but that's but that was no good. Did you see anything bad? Like you shouldn't. No, <laughs> it was just it just smelled. Okay. <laughs> and I have such a gag. I don't know you this way. I have such a gag reflex. Fortunately, I don't. Oh. I, I've only I've only had a gag reflex 
severe gag reflex once with okay. a smell. Well, good that for was, you. Yeah. Good for you. Oh. All right, your turn. Um, Second, another crazy job. Well, a f- super fun one. Actually, I went from that one to aerating lawns. Oh, yeah. yeah which is the thing here. I tell you what, I mean, I, it was in the Pacific Northwest, and I, you can make a fortune aerating lawns. 18 years old. That's man, putting we, holes in them yes. so they can, because was there second grass that comes in during another season? Um, no, it was, to be honest with you, I didn't even know what oh. the aerating does. I just, I just charged him about 30 bucks a lawn. Yeah. And we just went. Punch we, a bunch of holes in oh, it. Oh yeah. And I would go and I'd rent, I, I would, I would line them all up so they would pay the money in advance. And then, um, or at least I, I would get the reservation, if you will. And then I would go rent the machine and I would just go hit every single house that had, Ordered Good me for to you. aerate. Dude, I made a fortune doing that. Actually, you and a was, buddy or just you? Me and a buddy, actually. Yeah. yeah, so we did that. And then and then my job got really sweet. I, my mom ended up sending in my pictures to a modeling agency. And Get Nike, out of here. Nike you have modeling hired, photos? Where are they? Bro, I do. Yes. I, I will pull them out of the archives. Oh, please. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen. I'm actually, I'm sitting there in like a, um, like a white tank top. And <laughs> it was, oh it was a young, a young me. That's for sure. But- my very the very first place I got hired with was was Nike, because it was in the Pacific Northwest and they're based in, in, yeah, in yeah, Portland, yeah, yeah. Oregon. And so Nike hired me, and so I I went from like aerating lawns, you know, and lifeguarding to try to make money to all of a sudden making more I'm money. I'm a model for Nike. <laughs> I was making, and by the way, like back then, I was like, I get five hundred bucks in a day, of course, for a couple hour shoot, which is actually crap. It was, but it was insane back then. I was 18. Yeah, but I think people should know, like a company like Nike is probably paying (laughs) their actors hundreds of thousands of dollars to be in these campaigns. Oh yeah. I mean, they, they pay big, but when you're just doing some print stuff or I was doing the runway shows, um, because they would have like all the buyers come in from, you know, you're a runway model too. We are learning so much in this episode. I I actually did. Yes. And it was amazing. I got some incredible advice from, from some of these like really good models on like how to walk down the runway and everything. What do they teach you? They said, pretend like you're being pulled from your belt because it pops your shoulders back. Yeah. And so, and you walk to the beat of the music and you pretend like you're being pulled from your belt. That's, that's what I remember. And that's all I would do. And it was, and because the thing is in these shows, they would have like some younger, some younger kids and then some, like some older. And, uh, and so I was like in the, the younger kids and they always had me in like soccer gear, stuff like that. Uh And it was great. It was so much fun. And they had all the buyers would come in from like the Europe, European market, the Asia market, everything. And we do all these, these shows for them, like modeling the next season's line. How about that? Yeah, it was a blast. You work in any food jobs? Oh Yeah. So I, I was a bar bag. Oh, yeah, Kona Grill. You used to work at Kona I Grill. I did sockies. I did Kona Grill. So I waited tables there for a while. Crazy, oh, no, crazy job I did was I, I worked. Um, so before I left the Pacific Northwest, in the summers, I got a job at pulling green chain at a lumber mill. Pulling so, green chain? Green chain. I like, made 1500 bucks a month, which is actually pretty darn good money. I don't even know what you're doing, though. So th- there are these massive, they've got these, all these lumber mills, right? So they, they send in the trees, they chop them all up, and you've got this super saturated wood that comes out on a chain. And now you're not inside the factory, you're outside the factory. And all of it's, all this freshly cut lumber is coming out and it's super wet and saturated. Got it. And it comes out on these chains. And you know, when you go to Home Depot or you go to like a, a, a lumber yard, everything's stacked. They're yeah, all stacked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody stacked those. And so they, they, they've got these all like they don't come out cuts. of the tree that way. Yeah. Right. I thought there was just a thing and, that came down right? and then they and, just bundle them up and put them on there. No, man. No, no. It's, it's, um. They're, and it's not a machine that stacks them. It's they got guys 
pulling, it's called a green chain. And so as all the lumber comes out, it's got these rollers on the side and these things are a couple hundred pounds each. And so you got to you got hooks and so you could grab that, you grab the board, you pull it over to, to your side, you push down on it to kind of get like to pop that wood up on the roller right. and it slides off. And then you just, you've got all your different stacks of the different Is it cuts. dangerous? Can you get hurt? Super dangerous. The only people, I mean, basically I was on green chain and every other dude there came was from prison. It was like the one place that would hire all the, all the prisoners. So I heard it was me and my buddy and his, his uncle, um, he was the foreman, like the main foreman for the, for the lumber mill, how, and, uh, so he's like, I'll get you guys a job. You want a job? You see what it's real, like. And it's funny because I was thinking that I was going to take a little bit of time off college and kind of figure out what I wanted to do. When I came back from pulling green chain, I'm like, I'm going straight to college. <laughs> I'm, this is not I'm where I want to go. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Straighten me out real fast. That's cool though. And, you know, it was, it was a good, it was good life experience. And especially all those guys that I was pulling green chain with, they all came, they were all in prison and they told us pulling a lot green of, chain. How yeah. many others were this many days old when they learned what pulling green chain was? <laughs> yes. But in the Pacific Northwest, you how, say that and never goes, Oh yeah. How right. old were you? I was uh, 19 oh, at this wow. time. Yeah, I was 19. See, so, since I started doing radio at 19, brought my first radio job when I was 19 years wow. old. I know that's what I'm saying. So I like, I didn't have a ton of time to get too many gnarly jobs because yeah. I literally jumped into the radio, my radio career at 19 years old. So when did you work in the food industry? In high school and like for a short while after. Okay. okay. I, I think I'm what they refer to as a resume disaster. <laughs> I just kind of did what worked for me for a while. And yeah. it wasn't like uncommon for me to hold a job for two months and then go do something else for six months and then go do something else for three months. Yep. You know, like I, I, I was going to school and, and was, was trying to figure out this radio television thing that I was doing. And I just didn't have like, a lot of capacity for, for too many different jobs. They had to be a pretty specific thing that would fit into the hours. Right. But aren't, aren't you glad you got all that different experience yeah. to know what you love and what you don't? hundred percent. Yeah. I had some of the, but honestly, I think like, like you radio gave me the, the craziest stories I have in my life. Oh yeah. I owe to that business. Yes, for sure. Right? Oh, well, you, and because I know, oh, I only know a fraction of what you've done in the radio. And, it, and it's funny because when I, you know, even moving down here to Arizona, I'll, I, before we knew each other, I remember listening to you on the morning radio, Matthew Blades in the morning, 96.9. Just and think about, dude, yeah, go. The people you interviewed, the places you went, the adventures. I mean, how much, how much have you checked off the bucket list? There's nothing left. Right. I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, there's like a few people that would be fun to interview, but I've interviewed presidents and the biggest celebrities in the world and, uh, you know, all up and down. And, 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 but that's not even the cool part. The cool part is like all the community work, all of the, yeah. the, 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 the stuff we got to do from that. But I think when, <laughs> since we're talking crazy jobs, I remember one time a radio station, I can't believe I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> you have to. Uh, uh, sent me down to do a radio gig. And uh, they sent me down to this place called Club La Vila. Have I uh, told this story before? Because no. it's coming out like maybe I've shared it with one or two other people, but this is not a story I'm proud of. <laughs> so I usually don't share it. God. 
You have my undivided attention. Oh, right my Lord. So they fly us down to Club La Vila. Why? Okay, because back in the day, Club La Vila was the spring break capital of the world. When that's, you watched MTV, that's spring break. That's where I've heard of it. They were at Club La Vila yes. and some other place. And it is what you, whatever you can imagine as no rules with a bunch of college kids in one place. Wait, this is Panama City Beach, right? That's exactly ah, that's, right. I there. knew it. How did I know? Yeah, because you've been there. Because I heard of it. No, you've been there. Are you there? No, I've never been there. You've never been there. No, but I've heard of Club La Vila in Panama City Beach, Florida. So to make this extra crazy, to turn up the volume on crazy, they decide that um, Ryan Reynolds and Tara Reid have just released this new movie called National Lampoon's Vacation, oh Van Wilder. Yes, and it's Ryan's first big role. He's Van Wilder in this yes. movie. And, the, and they're going to do the press junket over spring break at Club La Vila. Wow. So we orchestrate this whole thing to where they're going to be involved in the broadcast. And that night we have the little thing and we all we do their little round robin and everybody has the interviews. And so we get to talk to everybody one-on-one. And then the party starts. And then the drinks start. And, and th- um, this is back in your, in your drinking days, right? This is way back in my drinking <laughs> okay. days. I want to say, I'm going to suggest that maybe I'm 25 or six or something. <laughs> so I'm not a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely been down the but, road a couple of times. But you're a kid at heart. <laughs> I'm a, a major alcoholic. And so, um, long story short, the drinks are going so crazy that they have to send me home on a bus to my hotel and I get up the next morning and I'm supposed to be broadcasting and playing back all these interviews of the things that I did for the press junket. Oh no. And I was tapped out. I couldn't move. Did you keep the job? Yeah, I did. Oh wow. I didn't deserve to keep that job. So you're that good though. They couldn't let you go. (laughs) (laughs) So that's such an embarrassing story. Uh, You know, like, could have been worse. Yeah, no, no, I <laughs> totally could have. But like the whole reason I was there was for the thing. Yeah. And I couldn't deliver on the thing. Yes. Because I was had too much to drink the night before. And knowing you and your personality, you you are a very professional person. And I'll, I'll bet you I'll bet you were back then you were just young and naive. I'm sure you probably beat yourself up about that for a while. <sighs> Sounds like you're still beating Seems yourself up. Seems like I still am, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It feels you like I still am. You need to go back and talk to your 25-year-old self. I let him off the hook, man. <laughs> right? yes. Buddy, it's okay. Yes. Who wouldn't want to party? You were with Tara Reid and Ryan Reynolds oh. and Hal Penn, and you were around all these fun people, and you were a kid yourself, and everybody was drinking, and it was freaking amazing. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't have a good time? Boy. Do you boy. have any Hollywood stories like that? Um, well, I did do MTV Spring Break in Cancun. Okay. I, yeah. And that it was with, um, it was for a, a Scooby-Doo promo with- uh, Oh, yeah. You've told the yeah, story. I did do it with Fre- Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Sarah Michelle Gellar and Matthew Lillard. And so, yeah, that whole crew. Did you drink? Did you get <clears throat> nutty? Did you, like, hook up with some rando at the end of the night? No. I was, I was like, the, I was the wah-wah, the dad. Because it was me and two of my buddies yeah. that just- partied the entire and then it was like there's three of us and then there was three girls that we were like competing against i was like the the one that made sure that everybody got back to the hotel on time for sure i was the one that made sure that we all showed up at the right place yeah. on time it was the most exhausting I trip ever it. because like and i was i just felt like the biggest buzzkill because everyone was wanted to, they all wanted to party but we had to show up on time 
So I still had fun. I have that role now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes. I, so I appreciate the person in the room who goes, oh. Let's, can we get this on track, please? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I wanted to have fun by just like. Were you at any crazy parties where everybody was just wilding out? That in my life, yeah, I've had. Okay, yeah, but not celebrity parties when you've been out with your agent and doing all your fun stuff. But when the show was at the height of its career, what are you smiling about? That's what I want to. <laughs> that's the story I want. Don't know, edit at, yourself. At at my agent's um, birthday party. Yeah, here we go. So we're at Denny's, and what's I, going on? Yeah, <laughs> it was. I mean, like it was the most surreal experience ever. He's. You know, he's like one of my best friends. He's he a is good dude, right? the greatest yeah. dude ever. And he's yeah. been my big brother in Hollywood. I don't even know why he he's just took me under his wing. And like he and I have just got such a great relationship. But he was actually dating. Um, I don't even know what's coming next. This is already my favorite podcast we've ever done. <laughs> so he was dating Lady Gaga at the time, actually. Of he so, was. Um, so we were all there together. And then, um, I mean, it was, and it was... Christina Aguilera walks in yeah. and then Jerry Seinfeld comes in and is all hugs and everything. And Jared Leto walks in and then David Blaine is doing magic tricks for us. And it was, it was, dude, it was unreal. Yeah. It was like, I mean, you, you named the celebrity and, they, and were they were all there. Oh my God. And let me tell you, he's just, he's probably one of, one of the most respected guys in, in the, in the, in the industry in Hollywood. He's just, he's loved for, because he's that good of a person, you know? In a, in a world where there's some not so nice people, he's he's just like a one of those rare lights, right? Yeah. And uh, man, and everyone just shows up. Everybody shows up for him. They do for all the right reasons. But it was like, let me tell you though, I when I walked out of that place, I was like, I was like, no one's gonna believe me. <laughs> like, Did you get any cell phones that night? I, I I there is a there is a picture I actually took, and it was I was there with my ex wife Heidi. So there's a picture we took. And it was totally random that it happened, but Lady Gaga was walking like right behind us. <laughs> and so, and we did not have it done on purpose. It was right, like, right. we're literally just taking a picture. And sure enough, she was, because we were standing over by the bathroom and she was like walking right by us. It was like, it's us. And she's like right in the middle of the picture oh gosh, I <laughs> like love right it. behind us. Yes. So, um, but it was wild. It was, it's fun. It was really fun meeting a lot of those individuals because they're larger than life. And you're sitting there just talking to them and, and you always hear about this a lot, but it's like, you're just talking to another human Yeah, and they're, you have a very awesome conversation. My, my findings were in meeting the several hundred that I did over the years were they were all smaller than I thought they were going to be. Yes. Yes. Like on a massive <laughs> scale. Yes. Smaller. Even a, they, they have a small frame. Yes, they're they're just smaller people. That's it's uh, it's, it it's so interesting. Blew my mind, right? Because again, you they feel larger than life, and not only are they be are not only are they smaller than the average human, <laughs> but like but that really plays mind tricks on you because it's like yeah, you see them in a very different way, but all of them are very small framed people. Yeah, it is very very interesting. Yeah. I've never met Jerry Seinfeld before. Yeah, he's awesome. But he seems like he doesn't seem too small. No, he's he's very average size. He's average tall, size. taller than me. Yeah, he looks like. Uh, but I'm I'm five eight, so I'm not a big guy. <laughs> Did you take any pictures with any other famous people, or is that one of those parties where you cannot yeah. be that guy? Yeah, you cannot be that guy. Can't yeah, be that no, guy. Absolutely. My my cell phone only left my pocket when I went around the corner to take a picture with my wife at the time. Yeah. And then, other than that, you do not pull it. You just you don't be that guy. 
What would be the ramifications <laughs> if you were that guy? Would you not get invited back the next time? Would your agent call you and be like, hey, thank you for coming. But you can never no. take the camera out again. He, 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 would, he would have that talk and be like, bro, you got to chill. <laughs> he would say that, but he'd invite me back. That's yeah, good. He's, he's, he's forgiving like that. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. He, but the moment if I pulled the, the phone out, he'd be like, oh, for reals? Really? No. <laughs> he's like- Chill on yeah, that. I want to take a picture with you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good for you. It was it was wild. How about you? Any crazy celebrity parties other than Club La Villa? Yeah, I think that one takes the cake. Uh, there's a few other people that I had loads of drinks with, um, but th- that that's definitely that's definitely one of them. I, I can't even believe that I'm going to share. I'll share a snippet of this story. <laughs> oh, there's more. I watched, and this had nothing to do with me, but we had, uh, I had a standing up, they called them appearances back in the radio days, right? Where you would go to XYZ bar or right. nightclub. Yeah. And in, you know, so like I would just be there every Friday from 11 to one or every Saturday uh, from 10 to midnight or whatever that thing was. Right. Oh, there's one gig that I had. <laughs> I didn't even do anything wrong at this gig, right? You're already feeling, you're looking uncomfortable already. I'm about to out somebody on, on something. Yeah, so they they have, there was an act, there was an artist that was in town that night. And, an artist uh, that we we might know. You would know him, okay. uh, and I, will, I won't give anything away. I'll just say that they're, they're a trio of three guys. Okay. And they, they come <laughs> out to this nightclub after where we're doing this appearance, and they do this thing. And one of them... I'm in this VIP area, which is probably, I don't know, maybe two times the size of this room here. So it's not huge, but it's big enough where because of the way that he had his bodyguards placed, he blocked himself off into a corner. Oh, wow. Okay. And so it was just kind of this strange scene. And I remember sitting at the bar with my buddy. I was like, what in the heck is going on here? So, so they go into this corner and the, the, these five, maybe six enormous human beings, like linebacker size security people, yeah right they block <laughs> off the corner and then all of a sudden we see one of the guys from the band slip through the security guard not 20 seconds later does this very attractive woman also <laughs> slip through the bodyguards mm. they're back there for about eight to ten minutes wow and then they leave no Wow, it's like that, huh? So, listen, I didn't get to see what happened. No. But wow. That, 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 but I'll tell you what I saw. Wow. That's, that's pretty wild. Can you imagine? Yeah. Well, no, I, I couldn't. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think that I would ever, ever be comfortable with that situation. No, absolutely. Now, is, is this <laughs> a nightclub with some girl? Like, Is this in the world of cell phones, though? Or mm, okay, it's like on, on the cusp. No, it would have been okay. right there at the cusp. It would have been mid to late 90s. So, okay, okay. So flip phones aren't even out yet. Kind of. Okay, okay. So you're safe. You're safe, kind of safe. It was a two megapixel camera. So right. that, that was all you were going to get. <laughs> 35 millimeter. That's, yeah, right? Wow. That's pretty wild. I don't know what happened, I, but a lot of people speculated. Uh, well, I could, you know what? I'm sure, I'm sure all kinds of crazy things happened that back then. I've. I do, I do have one, a story about a boy band member who stole my date for the night. Okay, I don't. I, I, don't, I, don't I, I was with the boy banders quite a bit. Which 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 boy band? 
Uh, it would be the Backstreet Boys. Okay, all right. I was more of an NSYNC guy for okay. anybody that cares, but... Well, I was an NSYNC fan after this. <laughs> <laughs> I became an NSYNC ah. fan that night, so... All right, so yes. you, who was the, what was the, what was the girl? How long have you been with her? Well, it was actually our first date. Okay, yes. you give her a fictitious name. Um, we're going to call her Rebecca. Okay, so Rebecca and you <laughs> yes. are about to go on your very first date where? Um, so we were, we went to dinner at... I'm trying to think where we even went to dinner. Um, it was like a sushi restaurant. It wasn't far because then there's a there's a lounge called Cat Eye that was right. It was very close. Enough. What like, city are we in? We're in Tempe, Arizona. Okay, got it. So the Backstreet Boys just played in concert that night, and so we go from dinner from sushi. We walk over to Cat Eye, and we're, we're and the Cat Eye they've got like there was the two two sections of Cat Eye Lounge, right? There was like the regular section, and then there's the VIP section, and I all my buddies they all ran it. So of course we get in there. I was like, oh come on back to the VIP with me. So we go back to the VIP section and there's a, there's own little bar there and everything. So we nestle up to the bar and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling confident in myself because I'm friends with everyone. And I, you know, you know, give, give the bartender, you know, like one of those super cool high five handshake kind of things. Like yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah. like, we're boys. And all of a sudden we got some drinks right there. And so we're good to go. We're just chatting it up. And then all of a sudden I literally hear like some of those, beautiful singing in my, in my life. And, and it was, it was Howie and Nick from the Backstreet Boys and, and a whole entourage of them. Like there's some commotion and they come walking through and they were literally singing like that, like, like harmonizing together as they're walking in, like making the ultimate entrance. <laughs> right. Wow. And I'm sure they were probably just having fun. Yeah. But like, Bro, their voices were like angels. Well, they're I'm not talented kidding. singers. They were really, really, and I was so impressed. And um, but at the same time, I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and you so, looked over at Rebecca, and you thought, "Yeah." So, so I look over at her, Have and, fun and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" You know, she says, "Oh my god, it's it's Nick and Howie," and before you know it. Nick literally comes because we're in the VIP section. So they've got their bodyguards there and he comes up and he buys everybody at the, at the bar a round of drinks. And so everyone's just loving on these guys. And, and she's like, I can't believe it. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm paying attention to you, but I just can't believe it. He's here. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And I'm just, I'm feeling like chopped liver at this point. (laughs) Exactly. And, um, and so he, and sure enough, and she's literally talk like as I'm talking to her, her eyes, she'll glance at me and then look over at him and glance at me and look over at him. And I'm just thinking this, like, this couldn't be going any worse right now. Like this, this night couldn't have gone any, like it, it was going so well for, for about two hours, right? Maybe an hour and a half. And now it just quickly took a left turn. And, um, and then sure enough, Nick comes up whispers something in her ear as I'm standing Shut right there. The yep. Whispers something. Cause she's really, she was a very attractive young of lady. Course, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Whispers something in, in her ear and then walks back over into his little crew with the whole entourage and everything. And they're just having a great time. And some of the other entourage, I think most, maybe some of their backup singers were there or something. Cause like people, they're just breaking into freaking harmony and it's just killing me. Showing <laughs> off. And, uh, and she goes, hold, hold on. I'll be right back. She gets up from, from the not. bar, yep, walks over there, and the bartender just kind of like nods at me like, I'm sorry, bro. Slides a, a shot over my way, and I'm just like, there's, there's nothing I can do right now. 
she comes back. She goes, oh my God, I'm so, so sorry to do this, but like, this is the only chance in my life. They just asked me if I can go back with them and then they're just going to go back to the hotel. And so I'm just going to, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It gives me a kiss on the cheek. Boom. She's out. I mean, it was, wow. it wasn't probably 10 to 15 minutes total and she was gone. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm just, I mean, it's not, it's a great story. It's not like a random guy just came up and, you know, yeah. picked her up. I mean, the moment he walked in, I didn't have a chance. It was, I mean, it was Damn. Nick Carter from the freaking Backstreet Boys. Yeah. At the height of their career, they're playing stadiums, invites her back to his hotel. If you're going to get beat, you want to know you got beat by the best team. You know what? Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. That, <laughs> they, were the, it. And they, yeah. were, they were the best. And I could not hold a candle to that. Wow. And then now, uh, but the irony but of you're, is that- But you're way more attractive than Nick Carter is. Maybe now. <laughs> he, had, he, 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 went, he went through a rough patch, but you know what? He's, he cleaned himself up. And how um, he's always, I've always thought how he was a good looking dude, but he's, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's small package. He's dude. really small. Talk dude. about people that are small. How he's very small. Uh, he's a tiny guy. Blew my mind. Yeah. Nick is not, believe it or not. He's, no, no, he's no. A, Nick's got some size. Yeah, he's, he's tall. He might be six feet. Yeah, at least six or six one. He's yeah, got to be. He's bigger than that. Yeah, about six or six one. So you ever talked to Rebecca again? Yeah, she called me at three o'clock that morning and asked me to come pick her up. You gotta uh, be kidding no, me! No, no, no joke. She called me at three o'clock that morning and asked me to come pick her up at the hotel because they weren't going to give her a ride. They they were like, "You're on your own." They Rebecca they kicked her out. Yep, and she asked me to come pick her up. And you're such a nice guy. You went. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, you <laughs> I didn't? didn't? Nope, I didn't. Really? I was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, it's three in yeah. the morning. I don't remember what I said, but it, I, it was to the tune of, I'm so sorry. This was one of the worst nights ever. I can't believe you did that to me. See ya. See ya. And that was it. I haven't, I haven't spoken with her since. Dang. Yeah. All right, Rebecca. <laughs> Isn't it that wild? She did get her one night with the Backstreet Boys. And listen, she's going to tell that story until she's dead. Yeah. Check it off the bucket list. Yeah, so, it's incredible. There you go. I know. I know. So, man, some good stories on the cast <laughs> we today. A lot, I know, I know. All right, man. Well, listen. Why don't we switch gears? We've got our deep dive coming up on home gyms. Yes, everywhere from like a hundred bucks to like ten oh, grand. Yeah. Let's let's cap it at like six hundred. How's okay. that? Yeah, we'll All keep right. it a little, bit, a little bit more reasonable. That deep dive coming up in just a couple of seconds. Uh, I've got my song ready for name that tune. Do you have your song ready as well? I've got mine ready. Yes. Okay. All right. So I think what we're gonna do for for at least my song is I'm gonna take you to the '90s, now 2000s. Okay. And I think you're gonna get this song, but if anybody's new to our podcast, here's how it works: you get the opening line to the track, and you have to name the title and the artist. Are you ready, Chris Powell? I am ready. Let's go. All right, here it is. Oh, uh, Shaggy. Uh-huh. And um, it was, uh, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. Yeah. I was a little worried about the whole 2000s thing. I was thinking, I'm a little more comfortable in the 80s and 90s, but we can do this. Shaggy is, uh, he's a former Marine. A lot of people don't know that about him. Kid, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He served back in the day, and I got a chance to interview Shaggy a couple of times along the way, and super cool guy. Did you talk about his service? Oh, yeah, we did a little bit. You know, more or less, it was about the music then. Sure. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I know, that's isn't really that incredible? Cool. I got um, a lot of respect for Shaggy. A ton of respect yeah, for Shaggy. Yeah, that's amazing. Now that song is funny, right? Have you it ever is. been in that position where you, you, you cheated and you had to say it wasn't me? 
Fortunately, no, I have not. I'm looking directly at the camera right now. No, I have not. Bravo. Thank goodness. Bravo. Yeah. Have you ever been yes. in that situation? Just okay. one time. I, I was the one time in my life I tried to date two women at the same time. Uh, now, I wasn't with anybody seriously, right. but I tried to do the two girlfriends at the same time. And I'm just mm. going to, I'm here to tell everybody that is really hard. Dude, that, I, I couldn't. It would scramble my brain. Yeah. And I was in my <laughs> early 20s. And so it wasn't like, like, again, I, I wasn't necessarily out of turn, but it was just too much for me to manage. Yeah, buddy. I'm a one woman <laughs> yeah. man. You know what? It, I, I mean, I am because I don't think my brain seriously could not handle more there than one at a time. There it yeah. is. All right. You got your song queued up? I'm going to play a song for you. Okay. This is going to be all right, here one, of my, one of my favorite bands of all time. All right. Hit me. Okay. You're... Oof, I don't know how much you follow these guys, but boy, they're some of the best of the best. Okay, here we go. Ready? Yeah, go. Oh, bum, 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 bum. Yeah. yeah dumb good. Dun, dun. Metallica. <laughs> dun, yes. dun, 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 bum. Dun, 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 dun. Is it interesting, man? Close. No, uh, it's, it's same album. I don't know. Sad. But true. But true. Oh, yeah. You're going to see them in the, on Friday, aren't I'm you? Friday. I'm going with Bruce Pitcher. We're going to, he's going to be on the podcast. Really? Soon. Yes, he got tickets. So in his season, wow. season, season four, we would Metallica. jam, we would listen to Metallica all, that was our okay. hype music. And we would just rock out. And sure enough, they're coming to town and he surprised me. He got us tickets. So I'm oh. going, yeah, I can't wait. All right, guys. Well, listen, before we get wrapped up today on our I Needed That podcast, as promised, this guy, Mr. Muscles, Chris Powell, <laughs> has us uh, in the gym. What, what are we doing? Well, you know, I, I really do get asked a lot of times, I, I mean, gosh, over the last 20 years, mm-hmm. for people who, you know, they, they, they get a few extra bucks, they're feeling excited about starting this fitness journey, and they're like, how do I start? Like, what kind of equipment do I need to buy? And I'm thinking, well, let's... Let's talk about that. Yeah, because kettle, you need a kettlebell. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm jumping in the deep end. Well, Sorry. Yeah, that's that's going to be like on, on the journey of A to Z. I'll probably put the kettlebell maybe around J or K. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, some people, and that's that might be the first thing that yeah, they're going to buy. But I was just joking. I'm, I'm just thinking from the basics, just getting people moving again. And so if you got like a, say, say $100 is your budget. Well, how about, well, let's start with free. You got your body weight, which yes. is amazing. And with our body, we can push. We can squat, we can crunch, we can do all kinds of amazing things we can run, but there's a few things that we can't do. And so that's why in, in the, the zero to a hundred range, a few, if I was to buy one piece of equipment, I would, I prefer, and I'm a big fan of those suspension systems. Are you familiar with like TRX? I, I use TRX at my gym every single day. Yes. I love it. It, it. it opens up a whole new world of exercises, especially our pulling exercises. Because again, body weight, we've got pushing, we've got squatting, we've got crunching. But now with, with a suspension system or with resistance bands, now we can pull, we can do body weight rows, we can do a lat pull down type, type motion, we can do bicep curls. You can do a lot of different things with a simple suspension system. You can anchor it right in your doorway. And so the few times that I've lived by myself in, in the transitions in my life, I'll usually just get in the, TRX in the transition. Bands. I'll get the the, uh, the suspension system. How yes. much are TRX bands? I want to say I looked one time and I felt like they were like a buck or eighty well, bucks. Here, here's the thing, um, TRX. I mean, it's an incredible brand. It's really good quality, but you're going to get them for just over just north of a hundred, okay. so one hundred twenty, hundred thirty bucks. But 
you can also get um, systems very similar to that on Amazon for 70 bucks. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. And they'll do the same thing. They can do the exact same thing. Now, granted, I mean, as far as the quality goes of the product, you, you know, you can get something like a TRX. It might last a little bit longer, but hey, if this is a transition thing and you got a hundred bucks, then you can go ahead and just get one of the uh, the knockoffs on Amazon. Where are you at on resistance bands? Because I love the resistance bands idea. I think that's pretty affordable too. I picked some up at Big Five for like forty bucks when Huge. I was getting started. Yeah, I absolutely love those. You can also use resistance bands to bring in that pulling movement. So you can again anchor them into a doorway or you know a door frame, and you got your rows. You got your bicep curls, and they're wonderful for travel as well. So, you know, I, you can attack this a couple different ways. I like this, the whole suspension trainer thing, but if you want, you could also go get like a one of those exercises of physio ball and some resistance bands and a jump rope. You can get a package of those three for under 100 bucks. And again, it's going to open up a whole new world of training for you. So the, the way that I always like to build these home gyms is like, okay, well, if I was going to start with just one piece of equipment, yeah, I go for a suspension trainer. But if I want to start building this thing out, go ahead and spend 25 bucks. It's 25 bucks on Amazon for an exercise ball, right? like a physio right, ball. Right. You can get those resistance bands for 40 bucks. You can get a good jump rope for 20 bucks. And that way you can do your cardio in your living room. You don't have to go outside and run or anything. And you know what people are thinking. They're like, it's not sexy enough. I want to be in the gym. I want to be pumping weights. I want to be doing all the things that I see on TV, on Instagram, on TikTok. But I love it. And I'm actually seeing a lot more on Instagram bubble up about just like pure calisthenics, pure body weight exercise. Absolutely. There's, I mean, look, anytime you're going to move, you're going to win. And everyone starts somewhere. You know, and, and while a lot of people think, okay, going to the gym is sexy, can also be really intimidating for a lot of people and they yeah. want to build a base at home. And so with a small investment, it doesn't take a whole lot of money, but with a very little bit, you can really open up a ton of different exercises that you can start to explore, start to feel more comfortable than transition into the gym. Yeah. All right. But, so if I got a couple more than a hundred bucks, say I got like two fifty or 300 bucks that I can spend. You got about 300, about these are typically running between 250 to $400 is those adjustable dumbbells. Are you familiar with them? Bowflex was the very first oh, brand yeah, that came out with them. Bowflex. Yes, Bowflex came out with them. And now there's a ton of different brands out there. All of them phenomenal. They're really, really good products out there. Yeah. But those adjustable dumbbells talk about the fact that they're insanely ergonomically efficient and that they don't take up too much room. And you've got a single pair of dumbbells that will range between 10 pounds and 50 pounds. Yeah, so you could do curls, triceps. You do ev- chest I mean, press. everything. Your rows, you got lateral squats. delt raises, bicep curls, tricep extensions. You've got skull crushers. You've got squats. You've got deadlifts. I mean, ev- it, you, with dumbbells, you can do everything. And throw in another 100 bucks on there for an adjustable bench. You know, for under $500 now, you have a legitimate home gym. Adjustable dumbbells, a bench. Go throw in a TRX system and an exercise physio ball and a jump rope. You really don't need anything else. It's what's crazy is what you're saying right now. So I go, I belong to a gym. And when I go to the gym, I get there. And the first thing I do is either run the treadmill, uh, do the elliptical, or there's this other like kind of slider machine that I love. And then I hit the weights and I go to the bench and I have the bench press and then I have my dumbbells. And then I go over to the TRX bands to finish up my workout. And it's like, (laughs) I'm paying Whatever I'm paying a month to belong to this gym, and I probably need to switch to this model. You could do it all at home. Well, here's the thing, though. I mean, for what it's worth, there is a beauty of going somewhere. You know, you put yourself yeah, in that Yeah, I like the steam bath. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there's a lot of benefits to going to a gym because it's the environment sometimes. or And personally, psychologically, sometimes to just leave your house and go somewhere, it puts you in that zone. Yeah. Otherwise, like you're in your house and you got kids, 
I'm sorry, but they're going to be interrupting you every five minutes in that workout. It's hard to find flow. Yeah, it it can be. And, but for some, for others, it works really, really well. And so for, again, a $500 investment, you can build your own home gym. All right. So we got TRX bands on the early entry side of things. Then we get the adjustable dumbbells and an adjustable bench. If we can pull the trigger on that, if I want to spend a little bit more, is there a third tier that you would add to this? You want to go third tier? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get up into the, some of the heavier equipment, which right. is which, by the way, is a, again, it's an investment, but you're gonna have some some equipment that's gonna last you for a lifetime. And so for you example. can you can get into some of the Rogue racks, mm. and so if you check out like Rogue.com, and there's a handful of other companies out there um, that are making these awesome racks that you can actually build. You can mount them onto your wall, and they fold out, and they've got built-in pull-up bars, and they've got barbell racks. They got everything, and they got all the adjustments for you to connect your, your uh, resistance bands and your TRX. So it's, it's basically, it's a, a home base to put everything in and it can fold up against your wall or you can get a free, just a standalone rack unto itself. Are there anything, or do you see anything because of the way that you look at the world? Like, do you see, you must see all these trendy things that show up. Is there anything that you've seen on Instagram or TikTok and you're like, that thing is garbage. I hope nobody's buying that. <laughs> well, of course, there's a few. You remember the shake weight, right? Oh, the <laughs> shake weight like, was I humorous. Mean, yes. That had humor value. That was amazing, right? The thigh master, the shake weight. Um, there's, you know, especially some of those, um, some of those, like I'm thinking about <laughs> these mirrored systems that are out now. Are they good? Are they they're legit? Good, yeah. They're good. They're 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 legit. The okay. technology out there, if you can afford it, is really amazing. Peloton. Some of these things, yeah. Peloton. I think they've done a great job okay. as well. I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Tonal, which is actually it's like this built-in system against the wall, and they've got a a screen on it, and they've actually got these arms, the adjustable arms that come out, and they've got built-in resistance and everything, and they got mirror, uh, which is of course port- partnered with Lululemon, or actually Lululemon bought the mirror. And then we've got Peloton, like, again, technology. They've done some really amazing things, and it's bringing fitness into our homes, which is, I really think that's going to be the future for a lot of people. There's always going to be a gym culture, then, and because there's a very particular personality that loves that. And also, I mean, I love it because of the community. And I always talk about this. It's like, man, you got the best friends that you didn't know you ever had. They're waiting for you at the gym. I think so. They're some of the nicest people in the world. And it's a talk about the support system that you want. Yes. If that's where you want to go, get out and go to the gym. Or you can always meet them now online in some of these fitness communities if, you're, if, you're, if you want to stay within the confines of your own home. There's a lot of possibility out there. And technology has given us that opportunity. But the bottom line at the end of the day is simple. Just start moving. Just move. Just move. You move, you win. Yeah. At the end of the day. Great stuff, man. I needed that. This is a good podcast today. Thank you, bro. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, my friend. Gosh. Next week, we are going to welcome an incredible guest. Her name is Nicole Vignola. And uh, she is really into this idea of think faster, decide quicker, feel better, um, how to say no without guilt. Uh, She's all about neuroplasticity, which I cannot wait to learn more about because I hear that word. I just don't know that I can define it. Yes. And I want to dive into habit formation, what not to do in creating habits. I want to talk about stress. She can actually, I think she's going to give us some really good gold nuggets on how to manage stress in our lives and how to create long-term habits. But she's going to get down into like the actual mechanisms in our brain to do it. So it's going to make perfect sense. Can't wait, man. Yeah, let's go. Well, everybody have a great week. Don't forget to uh, follow us, subscribe to the podcast. If you can leave a five-star review and or a review, that's always helpful for us. And we hope that you have a great rest of your week. See you next week, Chris.